Here we go, here we go, here we go. Recording live, this is Chima from Chima Chats Foot. I want to say what's up to everybody. Shout out to all the Liverpool fans around the world. We got to talk about the Reds. Let's break it down. As Liverpool went over to Goodison Park, a.k.a. the other stadium in Liverpool, and ran out 4-1 winners, Um, this being the third league game in a row that Liverpool have scored four goals, the Reds were sensational. I don't want to do too much dancing around the topic, right? Let's get into it. So the lineup for Everton, I mean, to be honest, it's so awkward seeing Rafa Benitez line up with another side, but, you know, that is what it is. I think he just does what he wants now. You know, he's managed Chelsea, he's managed Newcastle. He's still our Rafa. You know, we'll we'll never forget the trophies he won for us, but I think that um, Rafa Benitez himself would also like that connection to be uh, just one in the memory, obviously, with him being a rival manager now. He doesn't want that brought up constantly. Uh, With that being said, you know, Everton finally beat us. You know, granted, it was uh, a COVID game, you know, which is... uh, you can put the credibility you want towards that COVID season. It was a really, really strange time. Um, but they finally beat us. We weren't ourselves, and they celebrated like they had won the league. So we owed them. Um, the other reason we owed them is the obvious uh, Virgil van Dyke attempted murder by uh, Jordan Pickford, who we'll get on to later. Um, this is also where that happened. So a lot of storylines are running in, but I think one thing that one storyline that is underreported is this is also... Um, after a tackle by Richarlison, this is the place we lost Tiago Alcantara for three months, which further put strain on our team and our midfield especially. Um, you know, I'll just go ahead and run down some thoughts on the game. I don't know if we'll do the midfield defense attack breakdown, but we'll just talk about it generally. Let's get into it. So we immediately jump all over them. <laughs> we we have two opportunities, Joel Matip with the header and Mo Salah with this kind of a karate kick finish. It could have been 2-0 within the first six minutes. Um, we end up just flying out of the blocks and we start to press them. Um, shout out to Colorcast. I, I was on Colorcast with some some other good football fans and we're chatting or watching the game. And, you know, I let them know that Goodison Park is it's one of those old English football stadiums, um, football grounds that, you know, it's tightly packed in and they absolutely get loud, you know, especially when they have something to get loud for. But the I guess the other side of that same coin is stadiums like that also can become quite toxic um, when they don't feel that the team or the manager or whatever they're seeing isn't what they want to be seeing. So after those two very, very good chances, we're really pressing them to death. They can't pass out of the back. Their back line is looking, you know, just all over, you know, all over the shop. Um, a, A passage of play comes, you know, to the byline. I believe it's Andy Robertson cuts the ball all the way back to the top of the box for Jordan Henderson. And you got to give it up for Jordan Henderson once again, right? First time weak foot finish, curled finesse shot. He started around, he started outside of the goal, whipped it way back in around the post. Um, Just an exceptional first time finish, a world-class finish. If, you know, if somebody like KDB or Messi had finished the ball like that, we would be raving over the quality of that strike um and you know that's the cole jordan henderson argument you know he's more than just running and in, in, in leadership that's what everybody it, it, i was on color cast and the guy just said well you know i don't think jordan henderson is is the best player on his team at anything and i had to explain to him football is not all about attributes a lot of football is your thinking ability Pirlo. if i always use Pirlo for an example Pirlo might be five foot nine 130 pounds very very small 
Very, very, uh, not very fast either, if you remember Pirlo. But he was a great, for his size and his stature, he was great at interceptions and tackles in the defensive third of the field because of his football intelligence, body positioning, uh, um, um, body shape, those type of things that allow you to intercept without fouling and in the same way that certain martial arts can al allow a lighter person to flip and pin, um, something like Gracie Jiu-Jitsu. You can pin someone 100 pounds heavier than you because the technique and the physics of it all. So anyways, incredible finish from Jordan Henderson. And uh, the commentator had said that he was very, very steel-faced in the tunnel. And I'm like, yeah, that's a Liverpool captain, man. We're in enemy territory. We don't do, we don't do, any, we don't do a lot of talking. We're focused on what we got to do. And, and he comes out and does that amazing goal. And it's starting to, we, we smell blood in the water at Goodison. Um, we continue on to press the life out of these people. Um, a pass in the midfield. Uh, Mo Salah springs down the wing. The ball gets to the midfield. And the pass from the midfield from Jordan Henderson. Once again, world-class ball out to the right-hand channel. But it basically is so good that Mo Salah just runs onto it. One touch to, you know, that kind of... Uh, lateral touch that takes it away from the keeper and the next touch he curls it around Jordan Pickford perfectly that was the perfect technique for that shot Mo Salah once again I mean what do you want to say about this gentleman you know he is he's scoring goals at a frightening pace um, but you know it wasn't all roses with what happens with a lot of Liverpool games it's almost like we go up 2-0 and we're like, all right, what do we do? Do we keep getting more or do we sit back and kind of just manage the game out? We're not really a side that manages the game out. We go for things. We attack. We press. We do all that. And we kind of let Everton grow back into the game. By this time, you saw Everton fans leaving it 2-0, which is disgraceful if you're asking me. But, you know, I'm obviously biased. They're leaving they are seething at the fact because Liverpool fans are singing songs about Rafa just to get on their nerves. We're really doing things to let them know, hey, man, this is going to be a long evening for you all. Um, but they end up getting one back after they, they pressed us back a little bit. They had a period after our second goal right up until the halfway and maybe the first five or ten minutes of the second half where they, you know, they, they, they pegged us back. Richarlison's a good player. I have to give a shout-out to Damari Gray, who I thought was outstanding for the entire game. I think he's a really, really good player. And he's, he is a player of that, uh, you know, that ilk that I think Liverpool should look at. Young, exciting, pacey winger. But, you know, the issue is he'll have to understand at Liverpool, you're not going to start every game, but we can bring you on at about 68 minutes, 70 minutes, especially against tired legs. I thought he was really, really good all night. He was the one trying to um, really get their team G'd up and saying, come on, let's go, you know, really trying to get the crowd involved. I thought DeMario Gray was great. He ends up getting a great ball from a Charleston who feeds him into the channel um, outside of the boot pass where Charleston also was quite quiet, but you know, this was his main contribution. It was a great ball into Damari Gray. Damari Gray um, fires through the legs of Allison. Trent and Van Dyke were a bit suspect there. Um, it was the, kind of the space in between them. Trent had gone forward, and I guess Van Dyke had pushed up in the midfield. The entire game, our defensive line was extremely high. Trent was in the number 10 a lot of the match. He was an attacking mid, basically, for a lot of the game. So we got caught out. They scored through Allison's legs. He gets a piece of it, but the ball still has enough power to get into the goal. And, you know, I'm like, okay. Now we invited Everton back into the game. Now we kind of uh, allowed them to have that belief again. And we need to crush it. <laughs> we need to make sure that that doesn't happen. Um, right after the, the kickoff happened, Everton playing well again. 
Um, but, you know, that's that, that's once again where we see that bad man, Mo Salah. Uh, Seamus Coleman, Everton legend. You know, I hate, hate, hate it had to be him um, because I'll be honest, I don't hate Everton. They're not really a threat to us. We like to beat them just because they're, you know, they're the city rival, but it's not really a rivalry. So Seamus Coleman has been a big player for Everton for over 10 years. He, uh, it ends up, it's an Everton corner. We clear it out quickly and we're on counterattack mode immediately. Seamus Coleman hesitates on clearing a ball on the halfway line. He's the last defender. And of course, who is there? Salah picks the ball up. Seamus Coleman attempts to pull him back, but kind of, again, hesitates, is a bit half-hearted, and that's all it took. Mo Salah races down 40 yards, uh, hits a shot, a low shot, driven shot to the corner, and it rolls in. And right now it's 3-1, and that's what broke Everton. That's what did it. Um, I can't even pretend like Diogo Jota, I haven't mentioned him in, in the whole time I've been talking here. He's slowly but surely becoming that clinical edge that we need, even though he misses a lot of chances. Let me say that. Diogo Jota does not. He's not clinical in the same way, uh, you know. I was going to say um, before it was rudely interrupted by an uh, urgent matter. No, I had another um, another one of my uh, podcast brethren call in and it actually cut off my stream. But we're back now. I was going to say that Diogo Jota is not exactly what I would call a, a pure finisher in that way, as in like someone like Ruud van Nistelrooy or Henri or, you know, just someone who in the box, they have the control Berbatov, you know what I mean? Um, Robbie Fowler, right? In that way, Fernando Torres in his prime. Let me throw some of our boys in there. He's just not that type of player because he does miss chances, but the touch that he takes, it's like a, a half of a Cruyff turn to set himself up for that goal that's some of the best football that I've seen. That little touch he takes to open up his body. He gets free of every defender because they just didn't expect anyone to make that movement. Diego Jota also has that. And quietly, I think that's eight Premier League goals on the year. And he's number two in the charts of Golden Boot Race. So I think that he's going to continue to, to get together. I mean, Jota and Firmino, they're going to be instrumental during January when there's no Sadio Mane and there's no Mo. Um I don't know how we're going to deal with African Cup of Nations. That's going to be something that is, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging for the club. So hopefully we have those two attackers to come back. We're also going to be missing Nabi Kaita. Joel Matip doesn't play for Cameroon anymore, but it's going to be tough to replace um, all that talent. So I think with the benefit of this second part, um, I'll go ahead and give my thoughts on the Arsenal versus United match. I wanted to wait and kind of wait until the 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 match had revealed who was going to win and it's the 85th minute right now and I think that uh United have just kind of beat the stuffing out of Arsenal that you know Arsenal gave it a go and this is uh Arsenal perform I don't believe in moral victories but this is a performance that they can be proud of this is not them coming to Anfield and losing by four goals five goals um I thought that United just has a stronger resolve than Arsenal. They have for the past 10 years. Um, I think that in the combination of being at home and, and you know, wanting to impress for Ralph Ragnick, it's like a, a new manager bounce, even though there's no new manager. Um, yeah, they're going to go ahead and take this one. Uh, that's going to be something that's not too important for our league positioning. I have to worry about Chelsea and City's games mainly. But, um, you know, I guess the football neutral in me, it's it's good to see Arsenal slowly but surely showing those green shoots of recovery um as far as as far as liverpool's next games are concerned uh, i think we're sitting pretty i think we're looking good um i mean like i said that's four goals in the past three premier league games 
And I, I don't know the last time any club has done that. We're, we're quietly breaking records. We're quietly just adding to, um, you know, our point haul. Did great in the Champions League. The AC Milan match is basically a dead rubber. We can essentially send the kids out, which I would love. But knowing Mo, Mo's going to want to play. Mo's going to want to score. You know, Sadio is too. We, we have a team that's full of full of people who are hungry and full of guys who are ready to go through a wall for Jurgen. Just look at Andy Robertson when he came back when his spot was under a little bit of threat. So, you know, we're, we're ripped and ready to go. I'm looking at this United team. Um, how Fred is a 50 million pound footballer, I will never know. Um, I was on a, a color cast podcast today um, with a United fan and, and an Arsenal fan. And I'm like, how can a team have a player like McTominay, Fred, Ronaldo, you know, Rafael Varane, all these players that are just such different ability levels, Jaden Sancho, Rashford, all these players of vastly different abilities and price tags, and it's like a hodgepodge. You know, it's like a it's like a island of misfit toys. These players don't necessarily fit together. A midfield of Fred and McTominay is that who's going to supply Ronaldo, one of the greatest players ever? So I I just don't really see where this current team is going to be able to reach those heights. But at the end of the day, they're united um, with Ronaldo and Greenwood and Rashford up front. They're always going to have a threat with them to score, but. I will say that this is, you know, Arsenal can be proud of, of themselves. They're obviously having to press right now. United, United might catch them on the break right here. But I think that Arteta is slowly but surely building something. Ramsdale um, leading from the back. Gabriel, Ben White played pretty well today. A, c- a couple of really good passes by him. But I'll tell you what, uh, Aubameyang, I think he might be done. I think Aubameyang might be done at this level. He, was, he wasn't a threat for the entire match. But that's Arsenal, though. You know, you would give your armband to a player like Aubameyang. First of all, why are you giving the armband to a striker? I, I, I really, really hate that. I'm a big fan of midfield defender. I'll even give it to a goalkeeper uh, before a striker in most scenarios just because their job is not really to marshal anyone. It's, it's to score goals. Um, Ronaldo coming off now at the 88th minute to rapturous applause. Um, Martial coming on. And, and I think United's going to win it. But... um. I don't know. I just feel like Aubameyang, he, he didn't pose any threat this match. He was silent. He absolutely did nothing for the entire game. The two shots that he did have were hit at about 30% shot power. And again, we have to ask questions. Is he still the player for the big game? And, and as good as he was, I never thought that he was. I never thought he was that guy, right? That guy on a big uh, Champions League night, you know, or that guy who will go to Old Trafford and score two goals and pull his team out of the mud. It's never been him, not his personality. So we see Arsenal falling. Um, anyways, Reds, I wanted to recap a couple of the games. Um, Arsenal are more than likely going to lose. It's the 90th minute, so they're more than likely going to lose 3-2 to United at Old Trafford. But more importantly, Liverpool roll four goals to one. Um, once again, with that, I'm going to love you and leave you. Take care of yourselves. Take care of one another. This is Chima from Chima Chat's Foot, and I'm out of here.